Welcome to the Jet Setting Family Travel Podcast. My name is Rod, and today we wanted to cover a subject that is very near and dear to our hearts, and that is experiential travel. Experiential travel is all about forming meaningful and culturally rich connections while traveling. So it could be anything from immersing yourself in other people's customs and traditions to simply actively seeking other cultural experiences. There are so many benefits from added resilience, um, global awareness and understanding, compassion that you learn from experiential travel. And in last week's episode, when we were talking about our experiences in Peru, uh, we mentioned one in particular, which was our overnight homestay in the village of Wiyuk, which was arranged for us by an organization called Our Whole Village. So in this episode, I wanted to bring on Patty Monahan, the CEO of Our Whole Village, to tell us all about their organization and how you as a listener can seek and find these experiential travel opportunities or using a service like hers to get some arranged for you and kind of take out the uncertainty in the process. So without further ado, here is my interview with Patty Monahan of Our Whole Village. So it is my pleasure today to be joined by Patty Monahan. She is the founder and the chief world explorer for Our Whole Village, which is an organization that is dedicated to providing very immersive and culturally rich travel experiences for families. I'm so glad to have you on the show, Patty. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. The pleasure is online, Rod. Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks. So I wanted to get started with a little bit about your background and, you know, if you can tell me who you are, where you're from, and what was it that kind of sparked a passion for travel in your life? Sure. So I was born and raised in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I left in 2003 for Europe to get a master's in law and economics. Then I lived in D.C. for eight years, Madrid for four, and now I've been in Michigan for three years. I have four kids. 12-year-old stepson, 10 and 8-year-old girls, and a four-month-old boy. So I guess what I, I was very fortunate because I got to travel from a very early age with my parents. They were extensive travelers. So I got that, I think, when we started when I was about 10, 11, and then we never stopped. Every year, maybe sometimes twice a year, we would go on you know, vacations overseas. So that's what got me started for sure. Was there a specific destination or place that you visited that kind of got you thinking, wow, this is, you know, something beautiful and something that I want to experience when I eventually have a family as well? Um, I don't know. Well, there's several, I would say like Australia was beautiful. And in um, Africa, I think as a child, when you go and see, you know, do a safari, it's very like intriguing and everything. I mean, Europe, I loved everything. And I remember, I think the feeling was, I wanted to know more about those places. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why I created our whole village because I was I wanted to take it a step further. I remember being intrigued and curious about the local kids. I wanted to know like who are these kids? You know what do they do? What do they eat? Like the languages. So I was very intrigued by all of that. So I don't. I went. There was no one destination in particular, but there's definitely like a mindset, you know, and that curiosity. 
Yeah. And can you tell me more about the process that led you to create Our Whole Village? Because when I was looking at your bio on your webpage, it said that you you are a lawyer by trade, yes. right? And you studied economics in college. Yes. So how how did that transition happen? Yes. So absolutely. I, so I worked as an attorney for over 10 years. And I think I would say in one word, what happened, what happened was motherhood. I did work <laughs> as an attorney for, you know, and I, I enjoyed it and I had, I worked with great people, but once I had kids, I wanted to do something more purposeful. And I think I'm sure many listeners will relate to this. Once you become a parent you want to be the, I wanted to be the best parent I could be. And that meant that I needed to be a better version of myself. So at that point, you know, I had been working and I had been to over 50 countries at that point. I was, wow. Yeah. So I knew, and I want I knew I wanted to do something similar with my kids. And like I mentioned, I wanted to take it a step further and I wanted to go on those culturally immersive experiences. And I started looking for those experiences for my family. And I really couldn't find anything out there. You know, now it's changed a little bit the landscape. You do find more experiences. But that was about, let's see, seven years ago that I started looking into it. So, yeah, and then I never stopped. So how did you go about actually building the business? Did you go on a trip and then you made the connections with tour operators in the area and other travel agencies? So I started with what I knew, you know, and I had been to the Brazilian Amazon in 2005, by, you know, by myself. Uh And I, I, this is like, I, when I first envisioned the company and then the company and what I wanted to do with families, I was like, this is something that I would like to try. So I went back, you know, talked to the operator and I wanted to make it obviously safe and family friendly, you know, went again with that in mind. And so that's how I started. I said, look, this is amazing. It has everything that I wanted. You know, you get, you can unplug, you can reconnect with your family. You have nature. They have a turtle conservation uh, project. You know, you can visit the communities. You can visit the schools. So that's how I started. I did, yeah, approach the local tour operator. And that's how I work in other places too. Always with local people. Always mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, the dollars stay there. Right. And one of the things that I'm curious about is, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of emphasis right now in the news about families needing to take more vacations. Um, yes. It seems like at least here in the United States that there is a big emphasis on working and families aren't taking the vacation days that they've earned at work just because everything at work is so jam-packed that they don't have the time to actually do it. So yes. when people do take vacations, a lot of the times it's, hey, let's go to a resort um, you know, somewhere by the beach where things can be all inclusive and we can relax and have fun. So did you did you have any difficulty trying to convince or motivate families to have more of these immersive and culturally rich experiences rather than the resorty type of tourism? Well, I think there's there's room for everything. Some people, I mean, there's always a time for the resort, I guess, you know, for those people that are on something last minute and they really don't have time to plan. But I feel like most families, once you present them with an alternative and it's something a little different, they are and they're generally excited about it and they're willing to, you know, take that step further. If you, you know, if they just want to make sure that their family's safe, you know, and cared for. So if you remove all those barriers, I feel like there's more and more families willing to do that. And there are people actively looking now. I feel like 
the the stats you mentioned about um, families not taking vacation. I don't remember the numbers, the specific numbers, but it, it is appalling that, you know, all these people are not taking vacations. So it does require a little bit more planning, especially when you're talking about a family. Um, so I think, yeah, as long as families plan ahead, budget and, you know, make decisions early on, they can take advantage of these more culturally immersive experiences. And that's definitely true. I think, you know, we've been on the road for over a year now and the experiences that we've had, we've had a a mix of going to resorts and we do work with a lot of hotels where we're there to take pictures of our kids, you know, having fun at the pool, at the beach. Uh, But the the experiences that really stick to our minds are those in which we immerse ourselves in the local culture and we get to experience you know what the what the local people do and how they live on a daily basis and that's that's what we end up talking more about amongst each other when we end up um you know finishing the experience so right when you started our whole village what was it that got you thinking, hey, instead of just being like a regular travel agency where I set up trips to wherever my clients want to go, you know, why culture and why conservation? I think precisely because, you know, there was something, first of all, it was something that I was looking for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, like I mentioned, if, if you presented with these opportunities, families will enjoy that you know of course i think most parents have you know some reservations and they think oh you know my kids will be equally happy lounging by the pool you know why would i invest the time and the money and first of all the money oftentimes it's less expensive to go on one of those trips than it is to go to a resort especially if you're going to like a fancy all-inclusive one or even disney but um for the i feel like when you connect with the culture, when you connect with the locals, the lessons you're learning are much deeper. You know, any travel is fantastic and eye-opening, but those culturally immersive experiences take you deeper. They are really truly transformative. Like you said, those are the ones that you're going to be talking about for years to come. And they give you more perspective, perspective I feel like they make you more resilient. Um, I speak from my personal experience with my kids, but also from clients that have been on those experiences and they come back and they're like, wow, I never, you know, imagined it could be so powerful. Yeah. And our experience that we had, you know, through what you planned for us was in Wiyuk in Peru. And we had been in, in the Sacred Valley of Peru for about two to three days staying in the city of Ollantaytambo, which in itself is a pretty small town compared to the other cities in Peru that we had been to. So, you know, we had come upon a, a festival in Ollantaytambo and we got to see all these people and they're all wearing, um, you know, different outfits signifying different parts of their culture. And we got to see the music and all that. But when we went to Wiyuk, it was completely different. We thought we were getting immersed in culture in Ollantaytambo, which to a certain extent we were. But when we got there and we were set up with a host family, we had a tour guide there that was um, there to translate because they spoke in Quechua most of the time with a little bit of Spanish as well. So having somebody there to kind of form the connection and allow us a glimpse into their lifestyle, which is vastly different from what, you know, the, the types of lives that we lead in, in the United States, that gave us mm-hmm. such an appreciation for the differences that you can find across cultures and how 
you know, not one culture has the best way of life. They were completely happy to be living their lifestyle, to be living off of the land, to be weaving their own clothes and to be carrying on the traditions of the Incas and their ancestors. And they had, they were very passionate about that mission. So by the time that we left on that experience, we were in awe of, you know, what we had experienced and we were only there for, for one day and one night. And we wish we could have stayed there longer. We wish we could have gone out to to the farms and kind of see them cultivate their crops. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think you need to convince us of the value of it. Yeah. Dude, that makes me so happy to hear all that because it's precisely that. It's one thing to talk about things and to see them in a video or, you know, it's a very different story to experience that yourself. I feel like sometimes it's almost like when you're a kid and, you know, your parents are saying like, eat everything on your plate because there are kids starving in Africa. It's like, you're like, you're like, who are those kids? You know, like I have, they're so far removed, you know, it's hard to feel like empathy, you know, like I remember hearing that as a kid and like being intrigued. I'm like, what, what, what happened? Why are they, why don't they have food and all that? But like, if, if you're like talking about, yeah, you need to be respectful and, you know, care for the planet. Of course, you can teach all those lessons, but the best way to actually teach those lessons to our kids is to live them, you know, to nurture them and have these hands-on experiences like the ones you guys, you guys had. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of the experiences, how do you go about sourcing and developing, you know, the itineraries for these experiences? So I started uh, very much like I told you, doing it myself, you know, with what I knew, taking my family. So it's been most mostly like that. I go first and, you know, check it out with my family, talk to the local operator, make sure that it's, you know, not just eco-friendly, but also family friendly. Um, and then I, that's what I, typically that's how it started. Now. Um, Maybe able to source more experiences. I rely on other families too, you know, that are willing to do that, and local operators. So referrals. So I only work with people that I know and trust. Like I said, to make sure that they are working with local people, that they're, you know, have to have the same mission of fostering conservation and education locally. And like I said, ensuring that those dollars are actually going to stay there and benefit the people, the local people. And can you give us a few examples of the types of itineraries that you have currently available? Yes. We're still primarily uh, focused on South America, South and Central America. So the Peru itinerary is a very popular one. Um, they need to, people do more than just what you did. So Lima, Sacred Valley, Cusco, and then you can do the Amazon, Machu Picchu, of course, but then you can do the Amazon extension or Puno and Lake Titicaca. Uh, we do the, a cruise in the Brazilian Amazon. That's typically a five to 10 day cruise, uh, exploring the rainforest and visiting the local communities. Uh, Patagonia is growing too in Chile, the Chilean side. Atacama, Costa Rica, obviously it's very well known in the States and lots of adventure there too. And more recently, Thailand and Cambodia as well. It's funny that you mentioned some of those locations because we've we've been to just about all of them and <laughs> the the cultural experiences that we have there um, were some of our favorite oh, and it it can be really intimidating as a family to try to plan things on your own at least 
you know, getting getting those experiences in which you get to learn a lot about the local culture. Right. So having an organization out there being able to not only give you the recommendations for what you should do while you're there, but also, you know, manage all of the logistics so that it's a right. pretty seamless experience. Because if you don't, if families don't have enough time to even go on vacation, they're going to have even less time to plan a vacation. So, Right, um, exactly. No, exactly. It does require a lot of planning, especially if you're talking about those uh, types of experiences. So kind of wrapping things up, do you have any advice that you can give based on your time as a traveler, your time operating our whole village for families that are looking to get a little bit more of a culturally rich experience when it comes to their family vacations? Yes, I think first of all, like we said, plan ahead. You know, I think make a bucket list is my top, you know, advice because have you seen the when they say we only have 18 summers with our kids? Oh, absolutely. Idaho yeah. And it's so mean, but it's so true, right? Uh-huh. And it's so true. If you, put it like, if you put it like that, then you're like, okay, I better get on it. So plan ahead and budget first, first things because, you know, you can't expect to book something three months before summer and then not get, you know, not have to pay high prices or sometimes you don't even have availability. So that would be my top advice. And then do research if you're talking about, I guess you asked specifically about those types of experiences, correct? So do research, and make sure you're working with an organization that is committed to working with local people. So where can listeners uh, kind of find and contact you in case that they want to utilize your services for their next family trip? Sure. My website is ourwholevillage.com and that's O-U-R-W-H-O-L-E village.com. We're also on all social media channels as at Our Whole Village. And I like to give my email address to Patricia at ourwholevillage.com. And I would say something else, if for any like stay-at-home parents that are interested in working from home and promoting these types of experiences and supplementing their income, we're looking to expand our tribe. So we're looking for people interested in working with us. So there you go. Those of yeah. you that are looking for not only to go on more vacations, but also, or not vacations, but just very experiential trips, but also want to help others plan and go on a lot of these adventures on their own, then go ahead and, and contact Patty. Well, thanks so much, Patty, for your time. Uh, we had an amazing experience with our travels to Peru and utilizing your service to go on that um, overnight trip to the village of Huiyuk. We hope that those that are listening that are thinking about having something similar on their next family trip can consider our whole village and feel free to reach out to Patty or to even message us on what it was like or if they need any recommendations on a trip to Cambodia, Thailand, anywhere in South America. We're in Costa Rica right now, too. So we're getting a lot of that uh, kind of cultural immersion while we're here. So don't hesitate to reach out. We are more than happy to help you achieve your travel goals, whether that's planning a next vacation where you can relax, planning some adventure or planning some cultural immersion along the way. And thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much, Patty. Hope you have a great day and let's keep in touch. Yes, sounds good. 
Thank you once again, Patty, for providing all of that information about the experiential travel opportunities that our whole village offers. If you're interested in learning more about what those opportunities are or how you can utilize our whole village to book your next family travel adventure, go ahead and check them out at www.ourwholevillage.com. We also recently wrote a recap about our adventure in Weeyuk. We will put that on the show notes as well. So if you're interested in learning more about how our particular experience went using our whole village to book a trip, then go ahead and check out that blog post. In terms of my family, we are currently exploring Costa Rica, getting a lot of sun out, trying to learn how to surf a little bit and falling a whole lot. (laughs) But you can stay tuned for a future episode on the best things to do in Costa Rica. And if you want to see some of our pictures and videos from our adventures in Costa Rica, go ahead and check us out on Instagram. We are at the Jet Setting Family. You can always contact us via direct message on Instagram or or just email us at hello at thejetsettingfamily.com. Thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out at any time. And until next time, happy jet setting. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Ever wonder if they were listening to you? So did Al Franken. Yep, that Al Franken. He was just on our podcast impersonating his former Senate colleagues in the name of privacy. What the Hack with Adam Levin will make you feel more chill about the unchill things that happen online and off with easy-to-understand tips to make your life a little less hackable. Join us as we look at the ways people get scammed and hacked. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a weekly cyber true crime show that unravels a fresh new hell every Monday. What the Hack with me, Adam Levin. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Jennifer Lincoln, board certified OBGYN, and you may know me from social media where I spend a lot of my time educating about everything reproductive health. This podcast is called Let's Talk About Down There, and that's what I'm doing. I am talking about down there with no shame, no stigma, a lot of fun, and a lot of education. And why? Because when we talk about these things, we educate and we empower ourselves. Call in, leave a question, and know that it's okay to have questions about your body, and we're going to answer them. 